my father, he drank a lot and he would go away from us for quite some time, leave us, and then he'd come back again. So I, don't, I didn't really get to know him very well. And I was just little, so I didn't really remember anything. Hello and welcome to Tribal Trails. We're glad that you're joining us today. Our guest is Myrna Kopp, and she is married to Joel, and together they look for ways to share the gospel message of hope through Jesus Christ. Myrna shared at a Native youth conference about her life's challenges. It's just really neat how, um, how God works in the person's life, and that's what this a session is about is look at my life and I just want to also encouraging encourage you because you you're we're telling our stories but I want to encourage you to look at the God who has changed our lives and is changing our lives and that's what I want to share I'm my name is Myrna Kopp um, I'm originally from Buffalo Lake Métis Settlement uh, just two hours northeast of Edmonton and um I have, uh, I had five, five siblings. I'm the second oldest of the five. My oldest brother passed away in about uh, 2006 of a drug overdose. And um, uh, that was a hard time. And um, so, um, we went through through that uh, ordeal, and uh, I think my mom is starting to be able to talk about it more. And uh, she even has his picture frame up in the up on our wall now, whereas before it was hard for her to even talk about him. And so there's that healing there. And um, so when when I was growing up. Um, I was four years old when my father passed away. There was my sister and myself, we were in the hospital. And uh, we were in this room and uh, the adults couldn't come in there, just the nurses, of course. But there was these three adults who came almost like a window similar to that size there. And they were waving and smiling at us. And, and there was my sister and I, and I was like, as an adult now, I don't know who these people are. But as a child, I knew that this was my dad and my auntie and uncle. And so uh, my father, he drank a lot. And he would go away from us for quite some time, leave us. And then he'd come back again. So I, don't, I didn't really get to know him very well. And I was just little, so I didn't really remember anything even and and there was that after that they went to the bar and then after that they they went to a bootlegger and this man comes out and he has a gun with him and he and he kills them there all three of them 
My dad hung on for quite some time, and he could have survived if someone found him, but he, he was not found right away. And I was four years old, and my mom was left with these little, little kids, and we were all like little stepladders in our height. And so, grew up, growing up without a dad was hard, was hard, difficult. I wanted to have this dad who I can actually hear him say, you know, just um, say sweetie or, you know, all these little nice names or just someone to be proud of me and say, oh, my, you know, my girl. I didn't realize how much I missed that, how much I wanted that. And so I tried to get that from men growing up in my teen years. To get that, oh, you're, you're this, you're that. I wanted, I wanted to hear that. I was uh, I went to Bible school. I was a missionary, and uh, for many years, I never shared this with many people. And now I'm starting to share it more. When I was younger, uh, about eight to ten years old, I was sexually abused by someone who I who I felt like I I should trust. And uh, this, what happened, made me feel, made me feel dirty and ashamed. I even felt ashamed that I was, because I, I felt ugly, I felt ashamed that I was dark, that I had dark skin and dark hair and dark eyes. I felt ashamed of who I was, even as a Native person. And, and then, so that continued in, um, for some years. And when I became a teenager, then of course you get into the party scene and all those things. Then in that time, as a young teenager, my mom started going to this church. And she would go and uh, she would uh, tell me stories. She would tell me um, that God knows how many hairs we have on our head. Every little, count, every little strand of hair, he knows the number. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care and even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid, you are worth more than many sparrows. And to me, that was amazing because I didn't know anything about God or who he was. I thought he was the God who was just created this world and left us and not even care anything about us. But he was so personal that he knows how we are, who we are. He made us so unique. And so in that time, I was uh, just seeking, and, and I can see that my mom there is 
something changing in her, like her, her life was changing. And she, she said that she became a Christian. And I thought, what is that? What is a Christian? Because I had no idea what that meant. And she said, she didn't really have to explain it. She just lived it before us. She would come with, uh, she actually had this kind of Bible. And she would read some stories about the, uh, different stories uh, of what happened. And I remember she shared with us this one verse in John 14, 6. She's, and this is Jesus talking. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one could come to the Father except through me. And that's Jesus saying, there's no other way, no other way except him alone can go to heaven. It's only through Jesus. It's only through trusting in him alone. And she would tell me about things of that Jesus came to this world as a baby and he was born from a virgin young girl and he was in this world for about three, 33 years. He, he was tortured with excruciating pain that he went through. If you ever studied about that, it's, it's just excruciating pain that he went through for us. And then he died on the cross for every one of us. And he rose again the third day and he's alive, he's alive, and he's, he's, he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God, and he is calling us, and he's, he's just wanting a relationship with every one of us. That's why he came to the cross, that's why he came to this world. What a hope we have in you When the night just seems so long What a hope we have in you When it seems you can't go on What a hope we have in you When life comes undone What a hope we have in you To the Father's arms I run I know that you are with me Cause I know you really care And when I feel I've been forsaken The one thing that I know Is you'll be there What a hope we have in you When the night just seems so long 
What a hope we have in you When it seems you can't go on You died upon the cross So I can live again Well, when I was 20 years old, I knelt down by my mom's bed and and my mom was there and my sister and I asked, I, it was the first time I ever talked to the God of this universe. And I sat down and, and I asked him to, to forgive me of all my sins and to help me to live for him, to lead me, to help me. And that night I was so excited, I was just like, um, I just couldn't sleep for the longest time. I, I threw away all my cassette tapes, if anyone knows what a cassette tape is still. So, <laughs> and it's like I threw all that away because I, it was like music that just, the music, the, the lyrics just weren't, uh, it didn't talk anything good about God. And um, I threw that all away, posters on the wall I threw away, and I had like a garbage bag this full, and I had these t-shirts too. And I was just laying there and I'm thinking, wow, this is so cool. I, like this, like I know I didn't have a, a father growing up, but now I know that I do have a father. And there's a verse that says, Behold what manner the love the Father has given to us, that we should be called the children of God. And it's like, wow, I'm, I'm his child now. And I thought that was just, that's just exciting. And because of that, he's helping me to live for him every day as I read his word and stay in it and talk to him and just keep my eyes looking at him focusing on him, not on the things around me and troubles and everything. And he's also healing me from that abuse. Not saying it's totally there yet, but he, it's a process. And I can actually talk about it now without crying about it a lot. But I just keep doing it each time and it helps. And I just know that that would be able, as I share, it helps other people too, to know that they can talk about it as well and, and, and give it over to God and, and ask him to heal, to heal you. Because that's what he's doing in my life. He's healing me. And you know, when I said that I, 
I didn't like who I was. I didn't like the color of my skin or even being native. Now I just like, I just see the native people as so beautiful. And so, um, just perfect. Because God sees you as perfect in his eyes. Because he loves you so much that he sent his son. And so I had to relearn that, what he says about us. I had to relearn that. And um, when, when Joel asked me uh, to marry him, we've been married for 15, year, 15 years, <laughs> 15 months. And it's um, when he asked me to marry him. You know how the traditional way of a man proposing, just going on one, one uh, knee, knee. He, this is a blanket, a Pendleton blanket that he got from working for the Coeur d'Alene Reservation tribe on, in Idaho for five years, and he got this as a gift from them. And when he asked me to marry him, he put this around me. Myrna, will you marry me? <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> and I said, yes, of course. <laughs> but when, when him doing this, putting the shawl around me, this blanket around me, I just felt God's love and protection over me. I just feel like, like he's saying, Myrna, I love you, and I'm healing you, and I'm helping you. And he is, and he, it's just like a, a picture of that to me. And Joel has just been, a, a, he's a, God, a man who loves God and serves him and has been faithful to him all these years. And it just, it's just neat how God provided Joel for me too and it's just a, a picture of even that of God's love to me sing to God sing praise to his name extol him who rides on the clouds his name is the Lord and rejoice before him a father to the fatherless a defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling Myrna shared with you how uh, when she's a little um, she was abused and uh, was molested and how she didn't like who she was um, be because of that and because of not having the father and such. And she talks about how when she got into high school, she partied and she had guys who wanted her, but she never slept with them. She never had sex with them because even though she wasn't following Jesus, even though she wasn't a believer, she just wanted to wait. And I, I was raised, and when I was five, um, I, I knew about Jesus. I knew that He is the Creator, that He created us. And so I gave my life to following Jesus. I decided to follow Jesus when I was five. And he is our creator. Jesus created us. He had men write down. 
he had men write down over hundreds of years how he wanted us to live, how he wanted us to think. And we call that the Bible. And he knows us. He knows us. He knows what's best for us. He created us. It makes sense that he would know that. And one of the things he puts in there is that we need to wait to be sleeping with each other sexually until we're committed to each other, until we've decided that we believe that that we're committed to each other for life, not to be sleeping around. And so I was trying to follow Jesus. I am trying to follow Jesus, and I was. And I just believed that I needed to wait until I was married before I was sleeping with anyone. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of assumed I'd get married in my 20s and it didn't happen. I mean, I tried as best I knew how to meet gals and find a wife. And it just didn't work. I got into my 30s, got into my 40s, and I even tried some online things, you know, and such. And it just wasn't working. And when I was 49... As I just came to a point where I was like, you know what? I guess God doesn't want me to be married. You know, and I just thought, you know what? I am committed to following Jesus. He, you know, he knows what's best to me. And if that's how he wants me to die, an 80-some-year-old virgin, well, that's how it's going to be. And uh, a year later, a mutual friend of ours um, just felt us out and one thing led to another and Myrna and I got married. Mm-hmm. And and the the thing about it is I just thought, you know, my peers, you know, they're grandparent they're parents and even grandparents. And I just thought I'm gonna end up having to marry someone who's uh, it's probably just gonna happen, who's single mom or a widow or something like that, has kids. I'm gonna become an instant father and stuff like that. I just thought that's how it'd be. And when God led Myrna and I together, um, it was such a blessing. It was such an unexpected, neat thing. Here's a woman who decided to wait, even though she wasn't a believer when she decided that. And then she gave her life to Christ and stuck with that. And so I was 51. She is (laughs) 40-something when we got married. And we both were the first for each other. And that was such a neat blessing. And the thing I want to say is girls, there are many guys, all they're thinking about themselves. And they'll do whatever it takes to tell you they love you and to make you feel special. Gals, hold off. Make the commitment. Because there are guys who are, you know, so many of them are users they're just try, trying to get their good feeling from you. And it's not worth it. They'll tell you you love you and all that stuff. And guys, don't be users. Wait. That's what Jesus, our Creator, wants us to do. He knows what's best for us. Myrna's extreme experience as a child deeply hurt her. She never felt at ease even with all the parting she did. She still had that emptiness inside her. Something was missing. She was looking for acceptance and to be affirmed by men since she never had a dad figure in her life. But God never gave up on her. 
Then her mother told her about Jesus. Then Myrna gave her life to Jesus. Her healing began. God became her father, and she experienced a feeling of being safe and cared for. Maybe you also know what it's like to have deep hurts in your life, even from people who should have protected you. Being hurt often brings disappointment, despair, and hopelessness. Often this pain makes us bitter. We don't trust anyone anymore. We give up on people and try to be tough and fight through our life's problems alone. Or in despair, we completely give up on life. Are you at this point? Let me tell you, it's not the end. There's still hope. Jesus Christ loves you. He wants to rescue you out of your despair and pain. In John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Someone once explained it this way. In this verse, you can exchange the, the world with your name. Then this verse becomes very personal. For God so loved you, and you could put your name in there, that he gave his one and only son, so that you, again you could put your name in there, who believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. If you want to talk to someone or pray with someone, call us. We'd love to hear from you. You can also watch this program and other Tribal Trails programs on our website at TribalTrails.org. Look for the program number at the end of this episode. God bless you as you reach out to Him. The pain some people bear No one would believe The hurt that's sometimes there Makes it hard to see That in the darkest hour There is still a way Listen to these simple words I say Jesus knows your hurts Jesus feels your pain Jesus knows just how you feel Cause he's felt just the same Jesus knows your needs, my friend Better than you do Just hold on to Jesus He's holding on Has he left you on your own? Does he hear your prayer? He has never left you or forsaken you one day. Listen to these simple words I say.
Jesus knows you hurt Jesus feels your pain Jesus knows just how you feel Cause he's felt just the same Jesus knows your needs, my friend Better than you do Hold on to Jesus He's holding on to you Just hold on to Jesus He's holding on 